Blanco on the normal radio. Free weed. Free weed. Oh, yo. Danny Danko come to show you how it grows. You're now tuned in to Free Weed from Danny Danko on normal radio. Presented by High Times Magazine. See me, I say, boom, bang. Big respect. See me, I say, Danny Danko. Thank you very much, DJ Jacques and Winstrong, for that wonderful opening tune, Free Weed. So excited here. Welcome back for episode three of Free Weed from Danny Danko, presented to you by High Times Magazine. Just wanted to mention, we are in the new and noteworthy section right now on iTunes, and that's, uh, that's wonderful. We're really happy to be acknowledged there, and we're happy our listeners are, are rating and, and doing all kinds of things there, commenting on the show and giving us some constructive criticism on how to improve this show because I want to make sure it's great for all you guys. Really excited about this episode. This is episode three. We're going to start off with some news and some current events as well as some sports news as it relates to cannabis from uh, – my coworker Mike. Uh, the big interview there, the entertainment interview, is going to be C Money from Slightly Stupid. We're really excited about having him on the show. They're uh, they're out on the Seedless tour right now, and he's going to report from that tour as well as to let us know what's going on with them. They're a very great band, Slightly Stupid. Catch them in your town. Then uh, we got a couple of segments, and then we get into cultivation. We're going to talk about the vegetative state of growth, and that is the important time when you're building your root system and your branches that are going to eventually hold up all your heavy, heavy buds. Uh, We'll get into our strain of the week, and then uh, do some Dear Danko questions, some Q&A, some growth stuff there, and then that will lead us right into our interview, which is my colleague, Nico Escondido, fellow writer here and cultivation editor. We're going to talk about lighting, tech, and some of the stuff that I sometimes don't get into because I try to keep it simple. And he has a, a, an understanding of light science and technology and things that's, uh, that's up there. So we're going to talk to him about that, and, and that should just about wrap it up. So we're excited about uh, episode three here, and we're going to get into the news. There's some somewhat confusing news out of Arizona with a lawsuit being filed here uh, by U.S. attorneys, and Attorney General is, is countering that, and the governor is Jan Brewer, uh, who of all people, I think she really believes in, in, in keeping government out of, uh, out of people's uh, you know, personal issues here, and yet somehow she's stalling this medical marijuana that has been voted in by the voters of Arizona. And I think really what it all boils down to is these politicians are just delaying the inevitable here. The people voted this in. The people want dispensaries. They want to be able to grow their own. Uh, the patients want to be able to get their medicine. And all this is is a bunch of you know government mumbo-jumbo where they're just getting involved, holding up... Uh, they quote actually here from Horn, one of the... Uh, the uh, attorney general is, we asked for this court decision and we said we'd hold up until there is a court decision. So really they're just filing these suits in order to slow down this this inevitable process. And so uh, we at the show are definitely hoping that they open the door for these dispensaries and, and, and allow this to occur. And on a similar note, in uh, Washington, D.C., 
the Department of Health has really issued a bunch of strict rules on Friday about how qualified applicants should submit their paperwork. And this is, again, more bureaucracy, more red tape, and more bullshit that people have to go through in order to produce a plant that's actually somewhat easy to produce for the patients of D.C. And those patients in particular, they're not even represented in government, and yet they voted it in. So I really have to appeal to all these lawmakers to not stand in the way of the people's will and to all the people to hold their lawmakers accountable and make sure that, hey, if we voted this thing in, their job is to implement it and not to stall. And so we really need... And, and, and this application process is very difficult. We need people to be able to get in there who actually know how to grow bud, know how to produce high-quality cannabis for these patients so that they're not going through you know, this lengthy process of uh, trial and error trying to figure out how to produce this pot. So... Now we're going to get into some sports news. Uh, we've got Mike Sapphire in the studio. He's HT's business manager, and he's here to talk uh, sports. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks for having me, Dan. Glad to be here. All right. No problem. Uh, in addition to being our business manager over here, uh, Mike is also a prominent bong hitter, actually co-manager of the team. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, we're having a great season. We're 11-1, and one, and we're in first place in the New York Media Softball League. Oh, that's excellent. That's excellent. A couple of more games to go before the playoffs. That's correct. We have uh, two more league games left. We're playing Forbes uh, this Thursday, the 11th, and then on Monday we have our rematch against our most hated rival, the Wall Street Journal. Oh, and man. Okay, yeah, that does sound like quite the rivalry. I've played in a few of those uh, Wall Street high times games, and they, they, do, they do get uh, a little heated and, and very fun and usually, uh, usually result in a bong hitter victory. So. Yeah, although, Dan, as you know, unfortunately, we lost to the Journal in last year's championship, and you know we're out this year to avenge that loss and to reclaim the title that uh, I believe is rightfully ours. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, among the other teams we play, uh, WNYC, uh, Rolling Stone, DC Vanity Comics, Fair, Vanity yeah, Fair. DC Comics. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty exciting getting together with our uh, our peers in the publishing industry and, and whipping their butts at softball. Yeah, and their favorite thing to do, of course, is to make puns about how they were smoked by high times. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, uh, in other stoner sports news, uh, there's been some developments with our, our old buddy Ricky Williams. Yeah, everyone's favorite NFL stoner, Ricky Williams, uh, signed with the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, as a huge football fan and a fan of Ricky Williams. I think that that's a good move for him and for them. Uh, he's been pretty productive the last couple of years with Miami in a part-time role, and he's going to continue that in Baltimore. They lost uh, Willis McGahee and LaRon McLean. He's going to back up Ray Rice. I think he's going to do pretty well. Nice, nice. Yeah, as long as they don't overwork him, you know, which I think was uh, the issue he had in Miami earlier. But uh, the thing with him, I mean, I saw that 30 for 30 special. It, it just, it, I mean, you're moved by his plight in a lot of ways because here's this great athlete, and rather than taking pills or, or uh, drinking himself into a stupor to recover from his injuries, he smokes pot, and it, it worked for him. And the only thing that didn't work was, you know, continuous fines and suspensions from the league. And I, here's a grown man 
who's losing millions of dollars because of his enjoyment of cannabis. I always found that to be uh, to be a strange thing that the NFL would do to one of their you know alleged stars. Yeah, and that was a, a really great documentary, and you saw on that show uh, how devoted Ricky is to natural and holistic healing remedies, and you know he he's one of the very few athletes that realizes that you know there's a greater calling in life beyond playing a game for millions of dollars and he said after he signed this two-year contract that this is going to take him to the end of his career and he understands that you know he's going to play two more years i think he'll be 36 at the end of the contract and that you know he's made enough money in football that he can then devote his life to uh you know helping others through uh, i forget the name of the exact uh uh, type of holistic medicine he practices, but you know he has really studied uh, that stuff in order to you know better understand his own body as an athlete and to help others. And you know I think cannabis and spirituality all plays a part in uh, you know his holistic remedies to, uh, and healing the body. Yeah, and you know the NFL never they never had a problem with him as a representative for Prozac and all the things that he early in his career uh, when he was suffering from. Uh, um, you know, shyness and, and extreme kind of... Yeah, he had social anxiety disorder. Social he used to anxiety. do uh, interviews sitting inside of his locker with his helmet on. Yeah, yeah. And but and they didn't have a problem with that. Now that he's doing the Ayur- Ayurvedic uh, medicine and stuff and happens to include cannabis in his, you know, regimen, then now they want to find him. Now he owes money to past teams and... I just think it's a it's a shame what's how the league has treated him, but it's wonderful that he's able to to you know see beyond that. Yeah, well, you know that's that's how it is in sports. You know, pop all the prescription painkillers and other types of pills you want, but don't you dare smoke pot. <laughs> yeah, um, more hypocritical uh, information. Yeah, and, and speaking of hypocritical <laughs> information, you know, one of the uh, things that's been in the news recently that I wanted to talk about as we uh, you know do the little sports and pot update here is just how dangerous football is to teenagers. I saw in the last week and a half or so that at least four teens have died from overheating uh, and exhaustion on the football field, you know, practicing uh, high school football. You know, we've had uh, record heat, especially in the South. And, you know, it really upsets me that the schools and the government will spend millions and millions of dollars on programs like dare and just say no trying to keep kids away from marijuana and while we certainly don't advocate uh you know minors uh using any sort of uh, controlled substance um you know no one has ever died from smoking marijuana but in the past uh 16 years uh you know based on some numbers i was looking up you know about 50 high school players have died from just practicing in extreme heat and, you know, having water used as a reward rather than as something that's necessary to keep their body functioning in those yeah. temperatures. It's some kind of an old school coaching thing of, uh, of you know, pushing these kids to their limits. And, and when you push people to their limits, sometimes you push them too far. And uh, the NFL has actually gotten better about this, but it, somehow in the high school arena, they are still working these kids to death in the extreme heat. So something has to change about that. And you'll remember from one of your favorite movies, Dazed and Confused, they had to sign the agreement saying you weren't going to drink or do drugs, but you could go out there and practice in that heat. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that needs to change for sure. 
So anyway, Mike, thanks so much uh, for coming by. You're also the business manager. Why don't you let people know if they want to get High Times Magazine, if they want to get my book, uh, how, how would they contact you for, for that sort of thing? Um, well, if you'd like to order uh, any back issues or a copy of Dan's book, you can do so through our website, which is headshop.hightimes.com. And if you're a retailer interested in carrying the magazine for resale in your store, uh, you can give me a call at 212-387-0500. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. Uh, We will be back with C-Money of Slightly Stupid after this short break. This is Piotr for Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Did you know that more than 400,000 Americans were arrested last year for the possession of marijuana? People are being sentenced to up to 40 years for even standing beside a joint. Well, I think it is definitely time for you to help doing something towards this. To find out what you can do, just write Normal. N-O-R-M-L. 1600 K Street Northwest, Washington, D.C., 2006. That's 1600 K Street Northwest, Washington, D.C., 2006. Help normal to help protect your rights. All right, we are back with Free Weed from Danny Danko, presented by High Times Magazine. I am on the horn right now with C-Money, the infamous C-Money of Slightly Stupid. Hello, hello, hello. All right, hey, uh, thanks a lot for uh, for being on the show. I know you're, uh, you're on the Seedless Summer Tour right now, right? Yep, yep, it's going really, really positive. We got Revolution and Swayze and Cisco Adler. And uh, it's been, it's actually on day one, we started off with the ping pong tournament and it's just been a blast. It's been like that's... this total summer party. Oh man, that's great. And you've got a bunch of East Coast states right now, um, Stone Pony, in Asbury Park, uh, uh, hometown show, Bank of America Pavilion in Boston coming up this weekend, and then Governor's Island here in New York City. It's always a pleasure to play in New York because people come out so hard and dedicated to the music and... It's just real love. It That's really awesome. is. Oh man, you, uh, every every show I've seen has just been incredible with you guys, uh, um, with Snoop and all that. I mean, just amazing, amazing shows, amazing backstage barbecues, and and it just seems like everybody's just having fun, and 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 I think uh, that carries over just into the whole fan base and everything. You know what it is? It's, it's a lot of it is too is the culture that honestly I've been a purveyor that you guys have been helping spread the information on and you can tell all across the board we're kind of coming to a collective consciousness of what we really want you know with our economy being bad and we're opening up ourselves to a lot of new ideas and it's it's really it's nice to see that in the midwest and in you know in the south and in, in now the northeast and it's like we're already i think we're all getting about on the same page finally that's great so, yeah i hope so i mean that's what it feels like and i really uh 
I think that that's uh, we're just we're just going to continue marching on and and having fun in the process. I think that's part of the whole concept of of free weed. I'm teaching people how to grow, but we're also going to talk to our friends that are uh, like minded and in the business of uh, traveling around and spreading that message, whether it be through music or grow seminars or um, big tours and concerts. I mean, I just think uh, you guys have just been so. Uh, you know, so open and so uh, great about spreading that message of cannabis freedom. It feels really good to be a part of that because I think it's something that even, you know, my parents' generation kind of got moving and it's now it's time to really take it seriously. I think we're doing a good job of bringing the right laws to the tables and the states are one by one going, man, I need that money too. I need that money too. And it's going to only go to the hospitals and the schools and the fire departments that need it badly right now, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, I noticed you guys also have a uh, an iPhone app where you can play tunes and keep track of the tour and stuff like that. I just downloaded this app, uh, and now I can like, you know, have that experience right there on my phone or iPad. That's pretty rad. You gotta love the app for that. It keeps you organized. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what about on the uh, on the solo see uh, money tip? Do you have any uh, any new stuff coming out or? or... Yeah, actually, we've been really, uh, we've been in the process of finishing up the Stupid Record, which is, uh, we got our own laboratory now out in uh, San Diego, so we've been kind of taking our time, but it's, it's, a, it's a chance which none of us have ever really had to really work on a project without being under the gun of being in a major studio, and, you know, we were able to set that up, which is really helping all of the slightly stupid little side projects kind of flourish, because we're basically just making music 24-7. That's right, and you what can we take, want and you can take your time. Mm-hmm. That's rad. And take That's your excellent. time. And we don't want to take too much time because I like the deadline in that regard. But, right, you know. <laughs> right. Well, you've had some pretty, some amazing collaborations on, on your solo records. I've been, I've been definitely uh, gigging out to the CDs that you sent me here. And uh, I'm just, uh, you know, happy to call you guys friends because, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's fun traveling around and seeing you guys in different, uh, different countries over the Cannabis Cup. I remember you, you guys were there with us in Amsterdam, uh, judging strains. And, uh, it was pretty amazing. That was, that was a lot of fun. One of the most epic trips I've ever taken, by the way, I had <laughs> such a blast. Yeah. And it I mean, feels good I, to know that like what we do here in America is very much comparable, if not better than what I was seeing on the European scene. And that's, shows you we got our you know our horticulture stuff together <laughs> yeah yeah and a lot of the, the the best strains they work with over there are from here originally you know in in a lot of ways that nyc diesel is my one of my all-time favorites you know nice. <laughs> old school <laughs> nice nice yeah uh, what are some of your other favorite strains that uh on tour or whatever just for different regions I'm I'm a big okay so like with this stranger just talking now there's always the old guy that only drinks bourbon you know and he's drank bourbon for like thirty years like I think that with the strains I tend to find like a sour diesel I'll never get tired of and that's you know the a connection to the New York diesel that when I remember used to get that like just that that smell and I'm big into you know all kinds of the herbs but uh, definitely I find the sour diesel and those strains around that zone are like my I like that taste and smell yeah. the best. Yeah, it's like that citrusy, fuel-y kind of uh, thing with it, and it's and it's something about the buzz too. Yep, yep. And I actually, I was just home in Wisconsin, and I was going through my old stuff from high school, and I found—I swear to God—I found a Emperor wears no clothes signed to my father from Jack Herrera, and I was like, "Is this real?" And it wow. really was. And then it was a note to uh, my dad to call Jack, and actually, he was. My dad had just gotten busted out in Florida. This was like 
years ago when I was a little kid. And I think what it was was Jack was going to basically teach him how to set up his own operation. And that information, you know, the, to get a disabled vet who's diabetic and just got busted for some whack law to be able to take things into his own hands. And that was pretty, I was like, I, I, my dad went up into the cool stratosphere at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty amazing. That That's pretty cool. Um, I noticed here on the site too that uh, your the the 420 at the Greek proceeds are going to Japan Relief. That's pretty awesome too. Yeah, we definitely. Kyle's brother is actually um, he's married to a Japanese woman, and there's, so there's a lot of connection with the you know the homeland, and, and it feels good to be able to to do things through music. It's honestly it's one of the best feelings in the world because you don't want to just be in a band. I mean, we all want to do something with our actions in this life, so it definitely is like. It helps you sleep good. It helps you just feel good about everything that's going on. So, Cool, man. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate it. See Money, uh, horn player for Slightly Stupid. Check out slightlystupid.com for more info. Check out their, uh, you know, their application for the iPhone and everything. And support, support musicians that support your culture and your community. Thanks a lot, See Money. The High Times Medical Cannabis Cup is coming to Detroit on October 15th and 16th. That's right. The world's premier medical marijuana competition will be in Motown to celebrate the cannabis economy of the Great Lakes State. It's a two-day expo at Burt's Warehouse Theater, showcasing the movers and shakers of the Michigan medical marijuana industry and the merchandise that makes the machine go. Be there for an amazing Saturday night VIP party featuring top musical performances and special guests. Best of all, High Times will award the Medical Cannabis Cup for top indicas, sativas, hybrids, concentrates, and edibles entered by Michigan's dispensaries and collectives. Come to Burt's Warehouse Theater on October 15 and 16. Visit MedCanCup.com for all the details. Celebrate cannabis in Michigan. Celebrate the resurgence of Detroit. Be part of the growing cannabis community. All right, we are back. Thank you very much, C-Money of Slightly Stupid, for taking some time off of your busy schedule to talk to us. Um, next up, we have a new segment that we created last, uh, last week called Hits from the Head Shop. It was quite popular on the live recording. So uh, basically, these are calls that come into our head shop at headshop.hightimes.com or at 888-POTSHOP. Uh, these ladies are in the Midwest. They are selling DVDs, books, T-shirts, stuff like that. Uh, but they do get some pretty wacky phone calls. Uh, and here we go with one of those. Calling High Times Head Shop. This is Lisa. How can I help you? Hi. I was uh, wondering if I can uh, order something. Certainly. <laughs> Pardon me? What would you like to order? Uh, some, uh, I see, I saw some, uh, we've seen it in the, ma- in the magazine, some bubble Kush. Okay, what is it? I'm sorry. Some Bubba Kush. Now, Belisha, we seen in the magazine that you you can order some weed. Yeah, like you can order some weed. Is that is that right or? No, not with this department. We order the back issues of the High Times magazine and then also some clothing items. Oh, clothing items. <laughs> okay, no problem. Okay, okay, sorry, man. <laughs> you guys, you know, like mail the weed, the marijuana. No, we don't sell that. Okay, I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. No, we do not sell marijuana. It's actually illegal to do so. We sort of wish we could, but we can't. Uh, no Bubba Kush available at that number. I like how she says, uh, this is not in this department, as though there was a Bubba Kush department where he could order it. But 
Anyways, yeah, if you want any of those DVDs or books or uh, back issues of magazines, check out headshop.hightimes.com. And uh, if you want Bubba Kush, you know, you got to go out and find it like everybody else. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk about cultivation, uh, specifically the vegetative stage of growth. We're going to do strain of the week, and we're going to answer some grow questions in Dear Danko. Hey, amigos. Nico Escondido, cultivation editor of High Times Magazine here. Are you tired of searching textbooks to answer one little grow question? Do your eyes hurt from hours in the grow room under those grow lamps? The last thing you want to do is pick up a book and start reading. Well, we have the solution. I'm proud to introduce to you High Times Presents Nico Escondido's Grow Like a Pro DVD with an easily searchable menu of over 60 DVD chapters covering indoor, greenhouse, and outdoor cultivation. All shot in HD, this unprecedented, never-seen-before footage of America's top medical marijuana production facilities includes all the tips and tricks you need to get growing. For more information or to buy this DVD, check out www.headshop.hightimes.com. All right, we're back with Free Weed from Danny Danko. I'm still laughing over that phone call and the guys wanting their Bubba Kush out of the magazine. Um, if you really want some Bubba Kush, you got to cultivate it yourself. And so now we're going to get into the vegetative stage of growth. Now, the vegetative stage is prior to the flowering stage, and it comes after uh, seedling or rooting clone stage. And this is when you want to have 18 to 22 hours of, of, of artificial light on your plants during this time. If it's outdoors, this is what happens during the summertime. So you're building a root system, and those roots are going to support the heavy branches and uh, growing leaves and everything that's going to be growing up top. So indoors, uh, you definitely want to use big containers, outdoors big holes when you're vegging. Uh, Indoors, you want metal halide lighting for this. That's ideal because it really mimics that, uh, you know, the summertime light. Vegetating growth also requires high nitrogen nutrients. Um, Things like seabird guano and liquid seaweed and fish emulsion and squid emulsion, those all have a lot of nitrogen, and those are all great organic alternatives to, uh, you know, high nitrogen chemical nutrients. If you're growing hydro, you'd still want to go with the high... uh, high end being on the front of your NPK ratio, which is nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus. Um, Also want to always keep up with the calcium and magnesium. The CalMag products work really good for that. And vegetative growth, uh, like I said, 18 to 22 hours of light. I think, you know, some people would recommend 24, but I do believe that the plant needs a nighttime period, however short, to rest and recuperate and prepare for the next day's photosynthesis and all the things it has to go through. So at least a two-hour sort of break in that in that cycle is good, and you use a timer to accomplish that. Um, vegetative growth is also the time for foliar feeding. That's where you spray or mist the leaves, the top and the bottom of the leaves. Uh, you can use compost tea for that. Uh, you can use a nice, mild nutrient solution for that. And it's a great way to protect the plant and also to mildly feed it as it grows. And even the droplets of water actually, uh, you know, weigh down the leaves and give them, uh, you know, when they bounce back, they bounce back stronger and the branches will all bounce back stronger too. So not only are you strengthening your plant's defenses, you're strengthening the branches with the weight of those leaves. And 
you have your choice when you're vegeta when you're in vegetative growth indoors. You decide when to cut that cycle to 12-12 and begin flowering. But I usually recommend you know less plants and more vegging, and that way you cut the flowering time a little bit later, but you get bigger yields per plant, and that way you don't have to grow as many plants and do as much work watering and things like that. So less plants, big containers, that's how you go with vegging. Um, gonna wrap that up and move on to our strain of the week. And the strain of this week happens to be Super Silver Haze from Greenhouse Seeds. Now, this, uh, this strain has won so many awards, I can't even name them all off. Uh, a bunch of different cannabis cups starting in 1998 all the way through 2007. Um, the lineage of this is, uh, it's a four-way cross, basically. It's Northern Lights times Neville Haze crossed with skunk times Neville's haze. So you've got a real good amount of a real nice, powerful sativa haze in there for that really wonderful blend of skunk, NL5, and haze. And it really reminds most smokers of the best of those coffee shop hazes. Um, odor's really spicy, dry. This strain really has, has a bunch of different flavors that come out as you smoke it. Uh, floral, musky, sweet, seemingly all at the same time. And, um, you know, growers are going to have a little bit of a problem because it does exhibit sativa S qualities. There's lots of stretching and internodal spacing, but you can limit that by vegging the plants with plenty of light and keeping them short by topping or tying down the branches early in life. You can also use the screen of green method or something like that, uh, the FIM technique, to try to get the most out of each plant and grow less lumber. Uh, with all those long branches. Um, you want to allow a lot of space for the roots. Again, large containers. Um, you'll expect a decent yield if you do that. And on the medical front, people who, have, uh, who, who are suffering from nausea or depression actually report near miraculous relief from super silver haze. This is a really great strain. You get this in the greenhouse almost any time of year. Flowering time of 10 weeks, uh, just an amazing strain. And uh, everybody knows it when they smoke it. And that leads us into Dear Danko. That's our questions and answers. We've got uh, a few questions here, and Mike, my producer, will read them off. Hey, Dan. All right. Well, it's good to be here. All right. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, our first question comes uh, from email. It's from Bud, and I think he's throwing you a bit of a softball here. I know you're feeling on this. So I'll read it anyway, but I think, I think you're going you're gonna to have an easy time with this question. Uh, Bud says, Hello. I'm a rookie grower with a couple of questions. I have a few seeds from an unknown strain. I'm interested in using miracle Grow potting soil because of the added nutrients. My time, money, and space are very limited. What do you think of this idea, says Bud? <laughs> okay, well, as you intimated, uh, it's pretty well known. I'm not a big fan of miracle Grow products uh, for cannabis cult cultivation or otherwise, actually. They... Uh, they typically contain time-release nutrients meant for ornamental flowers more so than uh, consumables. And they run a little bit hot as well. And a lot of their nitrogen comes from pasteurized poultry litter. Um, not my best idea for getting nitrogen to, to plants. And they've even been reported to have lead, copper, and zinc, as well as arsenic in some of the bags. So 
Um, that's on a grow level. At, on a personal level, Miracle Grow also owns Scott's brand, which is the company that Monsanto licenses to sell Roundup, uh, which is actually one of the most toxic pesticides that's still available on the market. And uh, if you Google search Monsanto, you'll find that they're pretty evil of a company. And among their achievements are Agent Orange, DDT, Roundup, and Saccharin. So I really don't think their emphasis is on our safety or the health of the end user. So I would recommend supporting a grow shop you trust. Uh, even if your resources are limited, compost tea, things like that will always work out better than uh, cutting corners with something like miracle Grow, in my opinion. All right. Our next question uh, comes from Hazy H, also uh, via email. And uh, Hazy writes, My leaves are curling upwards from the middle like a taco shell. Also, they look like they're crinkly around the edges while the stems are streaked and the stalks are turning dark purple. What's the problem? Ah, yes. This is the dreaded taco leaf effect that uh, makes your plants look like they're curling up like that. And it's a classic sign of calcium and magnesium deficiency. Those are the two micronutrients that might as well be considered major nutrients because you need a good amount of calcium and magnesium when growing cannabis. So if you've been adding CalMag uh, as a supplement, then it's possible you may have a nutrient lockout issue due to pH fluctuation. Uh, but typically low pH levels will cause the plant to become unable to take in magnesium. So that could also result in those symptoms. But uh, most nutrient formulations contain enough to avoid that problem. So if pH is not the issue, I would say use a calcium-magnesium additive solution that you can find at a grow shop or online. Um, some people will tell you to use Epsom salts or other kind of homemade remedies. Um, I don't recommend that. I'd say go with the real CalMags uh, supplement, and uh, you should see your plants bounce back. Okay. And our, uh, our next question, again, from email. That's three straight from email. The Mass Grass Man. Uh, writes, greetings, Double D. Was that? Do people call you Double D? I double feel really, D. I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> calling you Double D. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, the mass grass man calls you Double D. Greetings. Uh, my question is, when curing this fine plant, will an acrylic jar have more of an effect on the taste, look, smell, etc. of the finished product than glass? So uh, the mass grass man wants to know uh, the benefits or differences between an acrylic jar and a glass jar. All right. Mass Grass Man, thanks for the question. Um, thanks for the kind words as well. Uh, as for curing, glass always works best. So um, plastic containers, brown paper bags, all that stuff is out. Use glass, preferably opaque glass, dark colored glass that doesn't allow light in at all. Because, uh, you know, I mean, the idea is why waste time, all that time growing in order to smoke an inferior product. So Use uh, opaque or dark colored glass jars, avoid light reaching the buds, and you'll have a stash that will be uh, A-plus quality. Well, sounds good. And now uh, just a little – a couple of things to manage over here from Twitter. Uh, we don't want to leave our Twitter friends out. We do no, want no. people to contact us by Twitter. How would they do that again? Uh, please do. You can use hashtag FreeWeed or at Danny Danko in your tweets, and I will try to answer as many of, the, of these as possible. All right. So real quick, uh, we got a question from – it's either Helbig 695 or Chelbig695. Uh, and uh, Chelbig or Helbig writes, Danny Danko, would you ever toke with me, dude? Yes, I would. All right. Right to the point there. <laughs> See, Helbig. Yes, um, I would toke 
with you. He would. There you go, buddy. <laughs> and then one more thing, uh, one more piece of business. Corbin Nickerson writes, hey, man, can I get a shout-out on episode three? It's my birthday today. Please. What Corbin, do you say, Dan? <laughs> Corbin Nickerson, this is your shout-out on episode three. <laughs> Happy birthday, and good luck with that. Official shout-out. All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it, man. That's good stuff. Right on. Thank you, Mike. And after the break, we will have Nico Escondido talking about light science and more. back from break and uh, we have the pleasure now of talking to one of my colleagues here the cultivation editor Nico Escondido hey Danny all right Nick What's thank up, you buddy? thank you very much Nico for uh, coming on thank you uh, and Nick, congratulations you... by the way on your new show oh, thank you very much thank very you very cool. much congratulations on your DVD grow ah, like a pro yeah they're that... selling like Cakes, <laughs> right on, right flat, on. You, flat, you visit flat, some uh, some flat. massive gardens in that DVD. There and, are, uh, dude. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, even for people who know how to grow, uh, it's pretty exciting to see some of those plants and some of those huge facilities that you toured in uh, Cali and Colorado. Yeah, there's some sick footage there, but uh, right I don't know. I, th- I think uh, we have an influx of new th- products here. You got the book. Yeah. Which is excellent. Yeah, the, the book, and of course we've got our events and stuff that we're doing now, like five times a year. So we've got uh, our cups. Yeah, got, and then and you've got the. I, I have to say, for the for those of you listening at home, <clears throat> I don't know what kind of contract Danny got for this uh, show, but you should see this studio here, this <laughs> penthouse studio that we're in it's it's a, it's the epitome of luxury up here yeah we have a and, very uh, sophisticated set of equipment <laughs> here our producer mike is uh independently wealthy and he has hooked this all up <laughs> well you know uh i we've been friends since you started out here and uh you've kind of made a name for yourself with a lot of the real technical writing and a lot of light science uh, which I have to admit I'm not really an expert on. Uh, I, you know, my thing was just hang some thousands and, and let them grow. You know, I never really thought too much about uh, lumens and things like that. And uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about light science. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, it's funny. It's just something that I got into. You know, when I started here, I never thought about it much either. Someone said to me one day, uh, you know, we're always looking at our gardens. Um, we go in there and we're trying to figure out what's wrong with them and, w- and we're looking at what we feed them and we're looking at what we grow them out of and we're looking at the, the type of system. And we never really look up um, above our gardens to the lights. And uh, the lighting is something that hasn't changed in our industry in uh, almost 30 years now. And it's just now starting to uh, evolve a little bit and there's uh, some revolution uh revolutionary type products i think coming out here everything from uh of course leds which uh you know is my favorite <laughs> and uh to these to the newer technologies like these plasma lights uh so it's all very interesting you know um now i've heard you say before that lumens aren't uh nearly as important as we give them credence for and uh Maybe you could expand a little it's on that. It's true. You know, it's very much uh, – I look at it like baseball. Now we have uh, sabermetrics and new ways of measuring uh, 
uh, our ball players. Well, it's the same thing now with lights. You know, lumens is, of course, a way to measure light, but it was really not a practical measurement. Um, lumens is something that we traditionally use uh, for the human eye. It tells us about the intensity of light when we're trying to light something like a person or a stage. But in terms of... Uh, you know, plant physiology, biology, and certainly photobiology in the process of photosynthesis, we need um, to look and measure our light in a, in a much more finely tuned manner. Um, things like PAR, which is photosynthetically active radiation, is a good starting point. Um, but even then, um, we need to get a little bit more sophisticated. Because what we're actually talking about, Danny, as you know, in photosynthesis, is we're talking about light energy, which is a photon. So we're talking about intensity in terms of photons and how many photons a uh, lamp can emit and uh, you know, the leaf can absorb. And how, how is that measured as compared to lumens? Um, well, there, there's a couple of ways that you can do that these days. Um, it's traditionally measured in micromoles, but... Um, there are devices out there these days uh, that are quite sophisticated that will actually measure the amount of light hitting a, uh, a leaf surface. It could actually measure the amount of photons, like a photometer. Um, and that's a much more accurate uh, measurement. Um, but even more so than that, it, 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 it evolves from there. That's just a jumping off point. Um, after that, you're really getting into quality of light issues. You're getting into things like spectrum, uh, full spectrum, if you will. And that's a term that's thrown around a lot, too. Um, and then the question becomes, what is full spectrum and how close are we to achieving that with artificial lamps? So the, uh, the answer to that is uh, we're not very close. Um, nothing has yet come as close to the sun's natural light. Uh, so people are in search of what would be the best spectrum. And, that, and that's where I think LEDs fall short, especially uh, at the onset. Um, there were two-tone, three-tone lamps, and we weren't getting a lot of spectrum from those. And there were different arguments as to whether or not that was good or bad for the plant. Um, but common sense just tells us that we want to get as close to full spectrum as we can. Now, do you, do, have you seen products that are more promising on the LED market? Yeah, um, as you know, I was I was not a big supporter at first, um, but they're starting to come around. They definitely are more, you know, uh, or have fuller spectrum than they did in the beginning, um, but they're still not there. And you know, it's funny because one of the best lamps that we we've had for a long time in terms of spectrum is fluorescence. They really actually provide a very very broad spectrum. They're just not very strong. Uh, that's why we use them in, you know, our nurseries and our, our mother rooms and stuff and, and raise seedlings and clones under them. But the the new way, uh, the, the new technology that, that will be out and, and replace that in terms of broad spectrum will be the plasma lamps. Plasma. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know, technically speaking, plasma light is the same type of light produced by the sun. So it's already got a head start on um, you know our old HID bulbs and incandescent bulbs and stuff, where those are pr uh, producing different types of uh, illuminescence. In the case of LEDs, it's electroluminescence. Um, in the case of um, HID bulbs, you know we're just really igniting uh, gases, not plasmas. Um, but that's a whole another. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves right now for those the lights. Of <laughs> yeah, haven't been developed just as. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're out there and they're right. really cool. We actually have a feature coming out on plasma lamps uh, in a few months. Readers could uh, stay tuned for that. 
But um, in ter- to answer your question, LEDs have gotten better. And, mm-hmm. you know, I used to shit talk them a lot. By the way, can we curse here? Are we yep. subject yeah, we to can curse. no FCC <laughs> regulations? Or We're good. Our producers giving us a thumbs up. So Weird. This is a podcast. It. Let's just and that's, curse that's our actually fucking a... asses off. And... <laughs> Woohoo! All right. Yeah, and this is a podcast, too. So uh, well, Speaking I of pot, even... what do we uh... – there's free weed, I hear, is the name of the show. Is the name of the show is here, free Danny? weed, so feel free to bring some weed. <laughs> ah. right. um, you, uh, along with uh, Light Science, uh, you definitely uh, get in on the more other technical aspects of growing. Uh, what do you think are, are, are some, some things that people um, maybe just don't have in mind when they start growing or things that they should know that they don't. Um, I think for you know for beginners, um, the best thing to keep in mind is just to keep it simple. Um, <laughs> it's funny that I would say that I tend to geek out, as you know, and get into um, the real technical aspect of things. But you know, it's it's not actually always um, necessary. You know, some of the things, as, as much as we like to preach, you know, some of the high end technologies and the newer technologies and stuff. Um, nothing really beats just a good old uh, bucket of uh, soil and uh, hand watering uh, schedule and growing a few plants in the closet. Uh, it's that easy, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like I get away from what the real goal of this is, which is to teach people how to grow weed, how to passively fight in this war, and to overgrow our government, you know. So it's it's not a thing that really needs to be stressed out about in fact it's one of the most zen like tranquil type of hobbies that uh i've ever experienced so for new for new growers you know i think uh just go for it don't get tied down in in what you should be doing or what you might not know yet just go for it um it's a plant it's a seed it grows just like every other plant and seed um and in the end you get weed so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, in the end, you get free, basically practically free weed, you know, pennies on the dollar. Um, we are talking here with cultivation editor Nico Escondido, my colleague at High Times. Um, we're going to do a little segment called Get to Know Nico. Uh, <laughs> so how, lo- how long have you worked here at High Times, Nick? Nico? Um, I am here now four and a half years. All right. And you're a uh, bong hitter as well, right? I am a bong hitter. I've <laughs> been co-manager. since day one. Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, I guess co-manager now along with Mike Sapphire, and uh, I like to think of it more as the captain. You know, I'm I'm a Derek Jeter fan. I just want to play shortstop and be the captain. I don't want to be the coach anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're doing great. So uh, yeah, good luck in the next couple of games as well. I'll be there. Uh, Swinging away and and big game Thursday. Yeah, big game. That's uh, Wall Street Journal, right? No, no, no. Oh, that's uh, that's Forbes. Monday, and that is a big game as well. And this one is Forbes. Forbes. Okay. Another yeah. big game. Yeah. Well, those guys will be crying in their beers over all this uh, uh, financial turmoil, I would imagine. But yeah. you know, if you grow your own weed, it's uh, it's worth its weight in gold, basically, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't depreciate or appreciate. You you can appreciate it though. There's there's definitely no love lost between us and the financial rags uh, here in the city. Yeah, I would say our biggest rivals for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, what's your favorite strain to smoke? My favorite strain to smoke? Well, um, 
It's a toss-up. I'm a I'm a huge chem dog fan. Um, as as far as flowers go, that's the strongest that I've ever smoked when it's done right and proper and it, and it is the right cut. Um, but for taste, I'm a sour diesel guy. I just I know it's so cliche, and all our boys out in Cali are just probably laughing right now and, and sick of that stuff. But <laughs> I love it. Um, I salivate. At the thought of the uh, AJ's uh, super sour diesel, that stuff is like candy to me. Wow. And uh, the chem dog, I think, is the strongest. So yeah, the you know all all in the family there, all in the right. same family. Right, right, cool. Well, uh, what's your favorite thing about your job here at High Times? Ah, uh, jeez, <laughs> favorite thing about my job. Uh, uh, if I had to pick one, that's a really that's a tough one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to say the best thing is is the meeting the people that we get to meet. That you know that um, of course the traveling goes with that. You know we get you and I both are often on the road together, and we're always talking about how just the the quality of of people that we meet. You know there's yeah it's a business and you get those kind of guys here and there, but all, overall the people they're good people. Um, yeah, across a broad spectrum, I would say you know just. Um, you know, our people, our friends in Amsterdam, our friends in Denver and Vancouver and California and basically all over now, Michigan, Rhode Island, uh, Maine, uh, you know, these are the people who are the pioneers of our movement and, uh, they're really taking some risks, some of them, and some of them are, uh, you know, might be in it for not necessarily all the right reasons, but, uh, they're all working towards a greater goal and exactly. a cause and, and, uh, <clears throat> You know, once this thing finally is over, you know, hopefully that those people will will go down in history too as the, you know, the people who made it happen. I love that. I mean, these people have balls, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it and, takes and balls. Those are my and kind they, of people, and, and they're good people. So right you're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What, what's your preferred way to smoke uh, cannabis? You like joints, bowls? <sighs> well, you know, I, I I'm gonna confess something right now publicly on air. Because I guess we, you know, I'm always like I'm just a skeptic to start, and I am I'm I'm against everything in the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, you know about the LEDs. We talked about that, and I I admit I was like that with the BHO. I'm not I'm not a fan of the butane extraction. I much more prefer the CO2s and stuff. But that aside, I am a concentrate smoker now. Um, <laughs> It's very rare that I smoke flowers. Um, I blame uh, Craig Coffey, our director of <laughs> IT, mostly for that. And um, we have a coworker, Bean, who actually is totally opposed and says no, no bud for oil. That's his uh, his stance. Really, he, well, he's that you know, opposed. Well, he believes in. I mean, you know, that's a, a you know exaggeration, but he believes in uh, you know solventless extracts, and I think we've tried a few. Solventless extracts, uh, in particular nicotine, uh, in Colorado, um, that really were top top notch, and maybe t- uh, would test very close, or, you know, or equal, I would imagine, to uh, some of those BHOs or extractions. The the best um, I, I found from the lab results of the cups that the best uh, non-solvent extracts could come within about 15% of the best 
you know, solvent extracts. You're looking at maybe like a 55%, low 50% would be a non-solvent, would be the top, top. And then the top of the others would be around 70% with the chemical extracts. But all the flavor and all the high is there without having to use this, uh, you know, somewhat dangerous uh, solvent, you know, dangerous to use, to oh, make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and I, 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 I'm still skeptical even now about, you know, how, how much flush we can get out of, uh, you know, of those uh, concentrates. Craig tells me uh, he thinks it's pretty pretty near, pretty near, darn near perfect, and I talked to a lab technician in Barcelona who told me there is less butane in those concentrates than one would inhale with a From butane a, lighter right. sucking it through I've heard a that as well, piece. but, I don't, you know, who knows that? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so, much I mean, worse there's, stuff. There's in a whole there, new probably. lexicon that's come out of that. You know, there's the nail hits, the dabs, the right. Everybody's got it's, their torches, and, that's, and their that was your question. And spoons and slides. That is how I prefer shovels. To, to, to <laughs> <laughs> there's so many terms, man. I, it makes me feel old, but. <laughs> That's how I prefer to, to smoke, you know. We had a swing set up, and that was cool. It was different. And I recently just got uh, my uh, girlfriend, my or my fiance, mm-hmm. a uh, nail set up uh, for her birthday. A quartz nail, or uh, it came with glass nails. But right. Craig uh, once again hooked me up with a titanium <laughs> nail, titanium. which is pretty badass. I don't know if it's just that I'm a pyromaniac though, and I just <laughs> like playing with these torches and whatnot. But no, this is the way I like to smoke, and the nail setup is is sweet with the globe sheath. It's a side loader, so there's there's no um, it's it's 100% efficient. There's no escape, um, and there's no additives, no butanes or anything like that from from a lighter. Cool. Well, speaking of concentrates, uh, you're also uh, doing a lot with the cannabis cup judging uh, at the different events that we uh, we've had so far. Yeah, I've and had, you got the Amsterdam thing coming up. I noticed uh, your article in our new issue, uh, October issue here, is the 2011 Cannabis Cup preview, and the cover line says that the Cannabis Cup is on. Amsterdam Cup is on. So uh, the cup is fucking on, bitches. That's <laughs> for sure. That, that's that's happening. Um, and you've heard that from sources overseas in yep. Amsterdam. They're not going to shut down clubs. And this is a rumor that uh, their right-wing sort of uh, yeah. a- anti-immigrant party put out there as something they wanted to do and can't actually implement anything until 2015 is what I heard in the city of Amsterdam. Yeah, I believe that that is, that is correct. Um, and, you know, there's, there, it's secular over there like it is over here, but it's much shorter cycles too. Which right, people it's parliamentary system. Yeah. And uh, there's this conservative party there, and they're making these waves, but they're out of there probably in the next uh, nine months to a year. You know, there's yeah. another election, and it can be big enough to change. Just even a few people can change these parties. So, I think there's just far too much money in cannabis tourism for them to shut down anything in the town of oh. Amsterdam. I mean, the hotels, the uh, flights over there, all the food that people eat, never mind what they're spending and actual cannabis products in the coffee shops. There's just so much auxiliary finances that they're making they that say, they, they, uh, they would never shut it it's down. It's 25 percent. Yeah, is and the, the coffee the, shops pay uh, taxes. This, this, this weed is 25 percent of their tourism. Um, of course, Amsterdam is a beautiful town. There's the museums. Sure. Um, there's canals. other attractions, the canals, of course. Tulips. Uh, windmills, all kinds of all red kinds light of stuff. district. Craig then, wants me then to then mention. Then, of course, there's the red light district. Which, <laughs> and uh, next year, 
next year is the 25th anniversary of yeah, the founding of the Cannabis Cup uh, by Stephen Hager, uh, another colleague. And so that will be a big year, the Founders Cup, the, uh, the big uh, to-do about the silver anniversary of such a wonderful event that's done so much actually to change the face of cannabis as far as what, what people smoke, what people the grow. The gene pool, yeah, for the sure. The gene pool, yeah. yeah. I mean, it it's really... The, uh, it's, the, it's the crossroads of the genetic trade. It, it always has been, and I, and I hope it always will be. I know, uh, you know, people in Cali and Colorado and BC and places don't like to hear that, but there's a certain tradition there, weed tradition, and, and I think it's deeply rooted, and I intended that pun... And, and <laughs> genetics, and uh, I, and that's where breeding started. You know, that's where the Godfathers of breeding Neville and all those guys were. And that's why next year's Cannabis Cup, the twenty fifth, we're gonna we're gonna try to bring all those guys back. Stephen Hager, of course, the founder. Um, we're gonna have a special gift for him, I believe. And, Bernard and Novan Shank and people it, who gonna, were there from the beginning. It's gonna with be great. Mellow Yellow and and the the real pioneers that started us a, a scene that is now just huge over there. Yeah, um, so yeah, uh, and long we'll live Amsterdam other, Cup, uh, long live all these other cups we're doing now too. I mean, it's pretty amazing that we're doing these on, on American soil and we've got one coming up uh, in October in Michigan prior to Amsterdam. I think they even got a venue for it right now. So, uh, you know, we'll both be doing some grow seminars at that event and, uh, you know, check hightimes.com or medcancup.com for more information about that. Thank you very much, Nico. Thanks, Danny, man. Yeah. Hey, all right. Thanks awesome, for being man. on the show. Uh, check out Nico's uh, articles that he writes in High Times. Check out his DVD, Nico Escondido's Grow Like a Pro. Oh, and I need people uh, to Twitter with me. Yeah, get on his Twitter. Get on Twitter. his Facebook. What is it called? I don't even know. Tweeting. But tweeting. Tweeting. Or Tw- tweeting. Twitter. No, it's tweeting. <laughs> I think we're tweeting. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Nico. All right, we, guys. Be good. Thanks, we are gonna We're going to take a break right now. Stick around uh, for our show wrap-up. All right. Welcome back, and thanks for uh, joining us for Episode 3 of Free Weed from Danny Danko, presented to you by High Times Magazine. Thank you to all my guests, uh, Mike Sapphire for the sports, C-Money of Slightly Stupid, and Nico Escondido talking about some gross stuff there. Um, you guys can contact me at DearDanko at HighTimes.com. Uh, please check out the Twitter. That's uh, Danny Danko, at Danny Danko. Um, the show can be downloaded at HighTimes.com slash FreeWeed, and you can subscribe there so you'll never miss an episode. We've got a pretty exciting uh, lineup of future guests for the show, and we're very excited about uh, continuing the podcast. Thank you to Jacques. All right. Play us out, Jacques. Jacques.